Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our Yasha Ministry Let's Wrap podcast. Today, we're going to be concluding our three-part series with the scripture coming from Psalms 91 that reads, Those who go to God Most High for safety will be protected by the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, you are my place of safety and protection. You are my God and I trust in you. God will save you from hidden traps and from deadly diseases. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you can hide. His truth will be your shield and protection. You will not fear any danger by night or any error during the day. You will not be afraid of disease that come in the dark or sickness that strikes at noon. At your side, 1,000 people may die or even 10,000 right beside you, but you will not be hurt. You will only watch and see the wicked punish. The Lord is your protection. You have made God most high your place of safety. Nothing bad will happen to you. No disaster will come to your home. He has put his angels in charge over you to watch you wherever you go. They will catch you in their hands so that you will not hit your foot on a rock. You will walk on lions and cobras. You will step on strong lions and snakes. The Lord says, whoever loves me, I will save. I will protect those who know me. They will call to me and I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. I will give them a long, full life and they will see how I can save. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as we complete this three-part series, God, we pray that you will be in the midst. God, let nothing come from our mouth that's not of you, but that you will be glorified in everything that's said and done, that your word will go forth with the boldness and the authority of you, and it will accomplish that which you sent it to do. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We bind the hand of the enemy today. Every demonic force, every hindering spirit that will try to hinder the word of God from going forth with clarity and boldness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we're going to be concluding with our three-part series entitled, Dwelling in the Secret Place. Let's Wrap. I tell you today, like never before, I have been dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. And like never before, Psalms 91 has been revealed in my life. The scripture has literally leaped up off of the pages and became my reality. And I must say, this has been the hardest series I've ever had to record in my entire life. On episode one, my system began to act up and it was giving me such a hard time, but I completed episode one. I want you to know today that when I got done recording episode two, the very next day, my body was attacked by the enemy. I have definitely been tried in my faith. The Bible tells us, think it not strange concerning these fiery trials, for they're just a testing of our faith. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that I have been tested in my faith regarding Psalms 91. I began to display the next day all of the symptoms except a fever of the coronavirus. I had a dry cough. I began to have headaches. I began to have shortness of breath. When I breathed, I could feel it in my abdomen, in my back. I began to have nausea. 
I began to go through every symptom except the fever. It got so bad to the point that when I would walk, if I would comb my hair, if I would do anything, I felt as though I were going to pass out. Extreme, extreme fatigue. My body was so fatigued that I could hardly walk across the room. It got so bad that I had to end up calling the doctor. So I called the doctor and I was told to go to the emergency room because I thought there was a problem going on with my heart. When I got to the doctor, they let me know that I had all the symptoms of the coronavirus and I had to get a test. However, in the meantime, I received an IV. I had an EKG done. I had an ultrasound done. I had blood work drawn and my blood work came back showing that my body was fighting an infection. However, I did not have the flu. The doctor himself told me, there is nothing we could do for you. You have to go back home and go into self-quarantine because you're not bad enough yet to go on a respirator. They made my husband leave me there by myself. No one was allowed to be at the hospital with me during this whole time I was there being tested and being given treatment with the IV. My husband came back to pick me up. We went into quarantine. He also had to be tested. Immediately, I began to call on the prayer warriors. I called my mother. I called my godmother. I began to have people pray for me. She began to have people pray for me. And I began to get in the presence of the Lord like never before. Mind me, the whole time, I am so sick. I am so weak. The enemy is, is throwing darts at my mind, telling me I'm, gonna, I'm about to die, that I'm not going to make it. I want you to know today that God is faithful. God is just to his word. I continue to call in the name of the Lord. I continue to speak the words of life that I shall not die, but live to declare the works of the Lord. Why well, continue to wait on these results to come back every day? My body felt like it was getting weaker and weaker. All I could do was barely make it out of bed, get to the sunlight. I would just, the spirit of the Lord told me to go sit in the sun. So I began to go to my front porch and I was sitting in the sun on the days that the sun came out when the sun was not uh, when it was too cool outside, I would just sit in the window and allow the sun to beat on me. I began to drink the oil that that has been anointed. And I began to anoint my chest and I began to anoint my throat daily. I just continued to pray in the presence of the Lord. I would just fall on my face and fall on my knees and ask the Lord to continue to heal me and touch and keep my body. God is faithful to his people. His word is true. He that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I'm telling you like never before, I have been dwelling in the secret place of the Lord for he is our protection church. He said that he would save you from the hidden traps, from the deadly disease. He said that he would deliver us from the snare of the fowler. That means if he's going to deliver you from the snare, you're in the snare already. He's going to take you out of the snare. I want you to know today that the Lord has delivered me from the snare of the fowler. He has delivered me from the nauseam pestilence known as the coronavirus. Hallelujah. When my test came back, I did get my results. They said, no, there's your, your tests are negative. My test came back negative, but I'm telling you today, I displayed every symptom of the coronavirus except a fever. 
I never got a fever. My diagnosis came back from the doctor as me having a respiratory infection. So at this time, I'm being treated with several different medications for a respiratory infection. But it, to this day, I am still recovering from the fatigue. I'm still trying to recover from the shortness of breath and the tightness in my chest. But I know that God is my healer and I stand on his word. And every night when I go to sleep, the enemy, he tries to play a number on my mind, but I declare and decree, I shall not die, but I will live to declare the works of the Lord. You ha we have to speak the word over the enemy. When we last left off on this series, we were on talking about verse seven. And verse seven in the 91st Psalm says, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand. What was he saying? He was saying at your side, 1,000 people may die. We know that as we look at the news and I, I quit looking at the news. I During this time when I'm trying to get a healing, I'm trying to get a deliverance, when I'm trying to get some relief, the last thing you need is to be bombarded in your mind by uh, people, numbers, and deaths. But the Bible tells us that though 1,000 may die and 10,000 may die right beside you, the Lord, he said, he is the one who is going to deliver us. So we have to trust and depend on his word. And with all the death, death and the devastation going on around us, it's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get bombarded in your mind and the enemy will begin to talk to you. So you, I tell my husband, I can only do about 30 minutes or 10 minutes a day of the news at this point. I can't continue to listen to all that over and over again. We need to learn and know the information, but too much of it is not good for you. You cannot just sit there and find yourself being up engulfed or obsessed with this news, we have to pray church. We have to stay in the secret place of the most high. Yes, we need to know what's going on. Yes, we need to know who to pray for. Maybe you should read an article too, instead of watching or listening to the news. Either way, we have to know that the Lord, he is our refuge. He is our fortress. When we got to verse eight, verse eight said, you will watch only to see the reward of the wicked or to see the wicked punished. The Lord wants us to know, he said, only with mine eyes shall I behold to see the reward of the wicked. When we look at the word, the reward, reward means something you receive for what you've done. We know that a reward can be given for something that's good, that's accomplished, but a reward can also be given for the wrong that has been done. And this verse is actually referring to the wrong that the wicked has done. He said, we're going to be able to witness the reward of the wicked. What is the songwriter saying? What he's saying is because I have made the Lord my refuge. I have made the Lord my habitation. I'm going to be, he's going to allow me to live long enough to see the reward that the wicked is going to receive. Verse nine said, why? He said, because I have made, hath made in the Hebrew Bible means to commit, to consider, to determine. Like this writer of Psalms 91 decided to commit to the Lord. I have considered, I have determined that I'm going to go all the way with the Lord. No matter what happens, no matter what come or go, no matter who stand, no matter who turns their back on God, I have made up my mind. I have committed. I have considered. I have, de I am determined that the Lord is my refuge. He said my refuge. We know that refuge means again, a shelter, 
A refuge can also be a hiding place. We know a shelter from pursuit of danger or trouble. The writer said, I have determined, I am committed to make the Lord my refuge, the, even the most high, thy habitation. Habitation was another one of our keywords. When we look at the word habitation, that means dwelling place. That means again, refuge. So the Lord is really trying to get us to understand, uh, or the writer in this text is that we need to make the Lord our dwelling place. We need to make the Lord our refuge. It is in him that we live, in him that we move, in him that we have our being. He is our everything. He is to be our refuge. Verse 10 goes on to say, there shall no evil. And when we look at the word evil, which is our key word in the Hebrew Greek, it means bad. Therefore, no evil, no calamity, no distress, no grief, no harm, no heartache, befall thee, neither shall any plague. We go to talking about evil. We're talking about the bad. We're talking about calamity. We're talking about distress and grief. We know that we're in a time now where there's stress all around us. There's grief all around us. There's calamity going on. We're in distress. The, our hearts are heavy. We are, uh, many people are in fear, but the Bible is telling us in the 10th verse, there shall no evil befall us if we allow the Lord to be our habitation. If we dwell in his secret place, we are to dwell in the secret place of the most high. We have to dwell under the shadow of the almighty, which is the Lord God. He went on to say, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. We look at the word plague here in this particular verse. It re it's referring to physical injury inflicted by another person or by God himself. He said, therefore shall no plague come nigh thy dwelling. The 11th verse said, for he shall. We know when we talk about shall, shall means to order, to command, to direct, to appoint. It's saying right here in this verse that God shall, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. What is this saying? It's saying that we don't have anything to be afraid about because the Lord himself is going to give command. He's going to give orders to his angels. Only the Lord can command his angels to give us charge, to, to watch over us, to keep us in not some of our ways, but the scriptures say in all our ways. The verse 12 said, they shall, in other words, the angels shall, and again, to order, to command, to direct, to appoint they shall, they've been ordered. In other words, they've been directed. They've been appointed by God to bear thee up. The Bible say, bear thee up, bear thee up means to lift up, to rise, to carry in their hands. When we talk about the hand here, it means the palm, the flat part of the hand. God has given his angels command. He has given his angels charge to bear us up in their hands. It says the angels who better know and believe that God angels have hands big enough to bear you up. No matter what it is you're faced with, no matter what it is you're going through right now. He said his angels will bear us up in their hands. Least thy dash thy foot. Least thy dash. Dash here means inflict. Dash means to hurt thy foot against the stone. He said, they're going to bear you up in your hands. Least you even dash your foot. Least your foot even get afflicted by a stone. The angels of the Lord is going to bear you up. Verse 13 goes on to say, 
thou shalt thread. When we look at the word thread, thread means to trample, to set the foot on in contempt. It signifies to overcome and bring under subjection. So it says we have power. We say call those things to be not as though they were. The Bible tells us life and death is in the power of our tongue. So we have to speak life and not death. There's times in your life, and I'm telling you, when I was on my bed, when I felt like every day I felt like I was about to die, I had to speak life over myself. And the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Availeth much. It says we have to speak. In other words, thou shalt thread, thou shalt trample, set on the foot. It says signify to overcome, to bring under subjection. We can bring under subjection the coronavirus. We have to speak to these things. Call those things to be not as though they were. He said, upon lions, we all know what a lion is and how big and how intimidating a lion can be. We all know right now how big the situation looks that we're going through in the world. We see how big this coronavirus is and how it's all out of control and it's just rampant and people are dying. A thousand at our side and 10,000 at our right hand. But the Bible is telling us that no matter how big and how intimidating it looks, the Bible says we have subjection under this. We can overcome this thing. We can bring this thing under subjection. He says, and the adder, we, uh, adder is a snake. The snake is a, a snake that's coming in Europe and coming in the Middle East is known as a serpent or an adder. It said we shall uh, trample under the lion, under the adder, and the young lion, which is a baby lion, and the dragon, which represents the serpent. He said, thou shalt trample on the foot. We know that this virus is a plague. This virus is sent and is being orchestrated by the enemy. Did God step back and allow these things to happen to draw us closer to him? Yes, he has. God wants to bring us to a place of submission. He wants us to know that he is our king. He is our Lord. As I said before, he is a jealous God. He will not have any other God before him. He's not going to share his glory with another. We have to stop allowing things to take the glory or take the place of God. We have allowed, as I said before, our family members, our jobs, our money. We have allowed things. We have allowed people to become our God. We have even went as far as some of us to worship foreign gods. But he said, I will have no other God before me. I am a jealous God. So we got to know that we have power and authority over these things. We have to speak the word and it shall be so. Like never before, God is trying to teach us how to trust him and how to depend totally upon him. Not on ourselves, not on the doctor, not on my our loved ones. No matter how much my husband wanted to help me, no matter how much he prayed for me, as I crawled on the floor, as I began to uh, be so sick that I would, had to crawl to the bathroom, all he could do was pray for me. All he could do was lay his hands on me. But we have to trust God. I had to get in the secret place of the most high God. As we got to the 14th verse, I noticed that the writing of the text began to change. Uh, from the first verse to the 13th verse, the writer himself was doing the speaking. He was saying what we can do and what he needed to do. But as we got to the 14th verse, we see the writing change to God speaking. He began to say in the 14th verse, because he hath set his love 
when we look at this verse, he has set his love, set his love means to delight in, to desire. God is saying, because you have set your love on me, because you are delighting in desiring to be with me, because you are desiring and delighting to come into my uh, secret place of worship. So many times, so long, we had got accustomed to doing things in routine, going to church out of routine. That is truly why I believe God is just uh, turning things upside down, shaking us up, trying to wake us up as believers, getting us out of the mundane and the routine of doing things just to be doing it, going into the house of worship, business as usual. God wants to shake us up. He said, because you have set your love, because you now take delight again, because you have returned to your first love, because you now have a desire to be attached, to be bound to me, upon me. He said, therefore, I, God, will deliver him. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will shut up. He said, not only will I deliver you, but I will set you on high because he has known me because to know is to know personally, to learn, to perceive. He said to know my name because you have known my name. Who is, who am I? Do you know me? Do you know me as Jehovah Jireh? Do you know that in the midst of this coronavirus with the economy going down and, and people not having jobs and 6.6 and million or more people on unemployment, do you know me as Jehovah Jireh that I am your ultimate provider? Do you know that I'm the one who's going to be the one to provide? Do you know me as Yahweh? Do you know me as Yahweh Shalom? In the midst of people losing their minds, I read an article where a young man, he was in isolation, in quarantine, and, and he committed suicide because he couldn't take the isolation. I read another story where a man drove his car off into the Delaware Bay. I'm telling you, in the midst of people losing their mind, people heart failing them, do you know? him is Yahweh Shalom. Do we know him as our peace? He's saying, do you know me as Jehovah Rapha? God will put us in a place where we can't depend on the doctors and we can't depend on our loved ones and we can't depend on man, but we have to know that he is Jehovah Rapha. He is our healer. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. I knew in the past that he was my healer, but I know that I know that I know now that God, he is my healer. He want us to know him. He said, because thou has set, because you have set your desire, because you have set your love on me, because you have become attached to me. He said, I will deliver you. He said, I will set you on high. Why will I set you on high? Because you know me personally, because you know my name. You've learned me. You perceive who I am. You know the names of me. He said in the 15th verse, he said, he shall call. He's in, in other words, he call or shall call means to declare, to address by name, to cry. When I cried out, I cried out to him. God, you are my healer. God, you are my deliverer. God, you are the air I breathe. I can't take another breath unless you breathe your a breath of life in me. I need your air, God. I need your breath to continue breathing. You are the breath that I breathe. He shall call, he said, he shall declare, he shall address me by name. He said, upon me, I will answer him. When you call me by name, 
I'm going to answer you. If you're listening to me today and you're going through, if you're sick in your body and you're hearing this and you just need encouragement, God is saying, if you call on me, if you declare, if you call or you cry out my name, he said, call upon me, I will answer you and I will be with you in the time of trouble. I'm telling you, church, God was with me. He said, I will deliver him. I will draw out. In other words, I will loose you. I will take away. I will remove. I will deliver you from danger. You have to be in something in order to be delivered from something. He said, I will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. I will deliver you from the trap of the fowler. So he didn't say that we were not going to get in a trap. He said he was going to deliver us from the trap. So God will deliver us. He will allow some of us to go through and survive. So we'll have a testimony to know that he was our deliverer. He's the one that pulled us through. He said, I will deliver him. I will draw you out. I will loose you. I will take you away. I will remove you from the danger. He said, not only will I remove you from it, but I will honor him. In other words, I will glorify. I, you, I'm going to make you glorious. So now you'll be able to declare my glory. You'll be able to declare my name and the things that I have done that I'll be able to get the glory. I'm going to honor you in all this. He began to say in the 16th verse in our conclusion, he said with long life, with long life, we got to declare long life church and long life means in the Hebrew, it means length of your days a desire stated of existence embodied in the Lord given to those who walk in obedience and wisdom. As I stated before, like never before, we live in a time where we need wisdom. If we ever need wisdom, now is the time. There is no cure for this virus. There is no medication they can give you for this virus. So we have to depend on the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom on what to do during this time. We have to know, rely on the Lord to tell us what to take. I begin to sit in the sun and soak up the sun to, to gain energy from the sun. I begin to turn around and begin to take vitamin C and I begin to take zinc pills and I begin to drink the holy anointed oil of God. I begin to do whatever it was the Holy Spirit began to tell me to do, begin to, to get on my knees and stay in his presence and cry out and call out to him so that he would deliver me in the midst of this going through. And we, we have to have wisdom church. We got to know it's not about us. We got to ask the Lord where to go, when to go. The, the Bible tells us the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. If ever there was a time we needed to pray that God will order our steps so that we won't step in a place that we don't need to be in. Now is the time. It said this kind of existence begin in the eternity of God and is granted to those who he has chosen. He said, I will satisfy. I will fulfill a desire or need in him. In other words, this is not just uh, for now. This is eternity. This long life is an eternity. In other words, even if we die from this earth, because the Bible tells us it's appointed for man once to die. And after the death is the judgment. But we got to know and believe as believers of God to be absent from the body is to be present from with the Lord. So either way, we're going to live and exist in eternity with God. It says the eternity of God is granted to those he has chosen. God chose us. He chose you. You didn't choose yourself. So if he chose you to walk in righteousness, is he chose you to be your son or, or to be his, 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 his son or his daughter or his heir or his joint heir? We have been chosen into the royal priesthood to live a godly life in God. He said, I will satisfy you. 
In other words, I will fulfill a desire and a need in him. I will show. When he says show here, it means I will appear. I will approve. I will behold to see the eyes outside of oneself. So he said, what is he saying in the 16th verse? With long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? He said, I'm going to show you. I'm going to appear before you. I'm going to prove. I'm going to behold that your eyes can see me outside of yourself. You're going to see my salvation. Salvation means deliverance. Salvation mean help. Salvation mean health. Salvation mean victory. Salvation mean prosperity. God is saying today that he's going to satisfy you with long life. Not only that, he's going to show you his victory. You're going to live among the land of the living to see the deliverance of the Lord. You're going to remain among the land of the living to see, to get help, to receive victory, to receive prosperity from the Lord. The Lord is our helper. He is our right shield. He is our refuge. He is our fortress. In him shall we trust. So I just want you to be encouraged today and know that no matter what it is you're going through, it is with long life will God satisfy you. Not only will he satisfy you, but he's going to show you his salvation. He's going to deliver you. He's going to bring you out. He's going to provide you with the health that you so desperately need. Just hold on because help is on the way. God has a time for all of this to end. We have to trust in him. He told me from the beginning of this series when I was in prayer that he is in control. I told you God showed me a vision of what is about to happen. And I trust and I believe God's word. The enemy has fought me with everything he could to not get this accomplished. But I was determined no matter what to see this through. So I I want you guys to know that even though my breath has been short and I've been skipping a little bit in here. I want you to know that God is in control and he is my healer. He is our deliverer. We have to trust in the name of the Lord. Continue dwelling in the secret place. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you right now for this series. I thank you what you have done. I thank you for what you have said to your people. God, I know that your word will not go out and return and return to you void, but it will accomplish that which you sent it to do. Lord, I thank you right now for everyone under the sound of my voice. God, I pray that your anointed and your Holy Spirit, that your angels will be dispatched around and about them. God, that you will keep them in all their ways, least they dash their foot against a stone. God, you said if they would dwell in the secret place, that they shall abide under the shadow of you. God, we will say that you are our refuge. You are our fortress, God. In you will we trust. God, you said surely you will cover us with your feathers and under your wings shall we trust God that your your word shall be our buckler your word shall be our truth oh God God you said that we can trout God tread over the lion and the dragon and the adder oh God God we know for a fact God that you are our refuge you are our hiding place God that we can run in and be safe God I pray for all those who are sick right now who may have somehow stumbled upon this podcast God we ask that you would touch God that you would have let your anointing flow through their body Father you said healing 
of the children bread, oh God. God is by your stripes that we are healed. So we declare healing today in our body, in our spirit, in our soul. God, we humbly submit and surrender ourselves to your will. God, forgive us for our sin. Forgive this world. Forgive this country for turning our backs on you. God, we turn back to you, God. We get on our face, God, and we declare that you are the true and living God. God, forgive us for the things that we have done and things that we have said. Forgive us for not loving one another the way you have told us to love, God. Forgive us for not loving you the way you want us to love you, God, with our spirit, soul, body, and mind, oh, Father. God, we come to you. And we plead and we beg to you, Father, that you would have mercy on us today, your people. God, still the hand of the enemy. Lord, we love you today. We bless you, God. We pray for all those on the front line, God, who are fighting, God, to help those who are in need, God. Ask that you would cover them with your blood, the nurses, the, the policemen, God, the fire department, oh God, those who are in the stores that have continued to work, God, all essential workers, oh God, Elder Walker, God, keep him as he continue to go out, God. Cover him with your blood in the name of Jesus. God, put a shield around our families, God, our friends, oh God, our loved ones, oh God, but most of all, draw like never before to the secret place, God, that we can call on your great name. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We will forever give you the honor, the glory, and the praise that is due your name. God, you are mighty and there is none like you. Great is your faithfulness. And God, we thank you for your mercies that are renewed every day in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It is my prayer that you have been blessed and encouraged by this three-part series entitled Dwelling in the Secret Place. If in fact you have been blessed, I ask that you would share this with someone else that you know that so desperately needed. Please continue to share, share, share. We want you also to go to Facebook and be a part of our Facebook family at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. Also, join us on our Let's Wrap group page with Let's Wrap Relationships. We are coming up on a pivotal mo moment where we are about to do another drawing and give away free gifts to our supporters. In order to be considered for one of our drawings, you must continue to listen, like, comment, and most of all, share. I also would like to take this time to thank each and every person who thought it not robbery to pray and intercede on my behalf during the time where I was sick. I want you to know it is greatly appreciated. The word of God continue to tells us that the prayer of the righteous availeth much. And it is our job as believers to lift one another up daily in prayer. As always, I love you. Elder Walker love you. But you better know that God, your heavenly father, Yahweh, El Shaddai, Yahshua will always love you more. Until the next time, I am Elder Shanina Walker. Have a blessed day.